Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome uh, to the Inside Out Effect podcast. This is the big 5-0 and obviously the bed pod, the best podcast. The bed podcast. The bed the podcast <laughs> uh, on the airwaves at seven o'clock on a Sunday. And thank you for joining us. And we're pleased to deliver this information to you. Uh, and tonight, as I said, the big it's our big fifth day, big the big five zero today. Some so, very business life, I feel this podcast. It has, it's really, really corporate. Sort it's of, very corporate. Very corporate. Uh, but it is our big five zero tonight. So, so I thought we would celebrate it in absolute style. Fantastic. What are we going to do? Big party. So, lots of no, bangers. no. I thought I thought we would. Anyway, moving on. And so tonight uh, is the big 5-0, and we will be discussing the topic of relationships. Uh, yes. So, uh, uh, which... And minor stage is now over. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, but apart from that, uh, we'll finish this, and then we're ending after this podcast. That's it. We're done. Uh, it worked. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, so it's about, the, it's about relationships and uh, why we stay in relationships that do not work for us, why we stay in them. And why we find it so hard when the relationship's over. Yes. And uh, having experienced that myself, uh, I'm qualified to speak on that particular topic. Yes. Um, and probably the first one as well, staying in a relationship that wasn't working. Oh, well, but um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so do you ever wonder why you stay in a relationship uh, that's clearly broken down and uh, there's no love, but you stay there, a bit habitual? Uh, and do you, or do you blame someone else or the kids, uh, why you can't move on and stay there? Uh, and it obviously clearly doesn't work. And uh, or alternatively, are you just struggling with the hurt, the pain, the loss and the heartbreak due to a relationship being over uh, and you can't seem to get past it? Um, so we're going to be talking about that tonight on tonight's show. And uh, we're going to be covering why that is, what causes it and uh, what the solution is and how we can move on. And, and I believe you've got some other information you want to input, Jonathan. I do. Yes. I want to talk about some triggers within relationships because yeah. a lot of people think the relationship's over when it doesn't necessarily need to be. Yes. I have been fortunate enough to save a few relationships in my, oh. in my past few years. Not that I'm an expert. I don't believe I'm an expert in relationships, but I uh, have saved a couple of relationships that, yeah. that were on the brink of of of. of of brink, they were brinking. They were brinking. They were, they were brinking. They you, really were. Do you think you might be able to get over the party popper and we could still be mates? Mm, no, no, I don't know. No, no. <laughs> that, 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 that's a deal breaker. That that's a boundary a for me, to be honest. Yes. That's a deal breaker. It is. Uh, I really think that uh, that that went too, went too far. far. I go too you, far. You went too far. Yeah, you went way Cross too far. Cross the boundaries. Yeah, you tried making it more exciting than it really is. And it didn't work. It didn't work. It doesn't work. So anyway, I am your host, Stephen Jakes, um, co-founder of the Inside Out Effect uh, with uh, this young gentleman here, Jonathan Shaw. I'm also the uh, owner of HealingMind.co.uk. And uh, to my right, I do have the wonderful and the lovely, uh, the awesome uh, business partner of mine. He created the DTO system. He's also co-founder of the Inside Out Effect with myself. Thanks, mate. Uh, and uh, also, he's also the author no, of uh, Decoding Pain, Emotional Blueprints, Healing Two Quant Healing. You can't do it tonight, can you? No, no I should. I should say, uh, Mr. Jakes, my good friend and business partner, is suffering slightly. Very suffering. Uh, because he's been out for the past three nights partying. He's been out jollying up. And he's slightly hungover. I haven't done it for so long. It's like no, years. Oh, no, 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 I don't really no. drink anymore. So I'm no, no. But anyway, he is the author of the book, Decoding Pain, The Emotional Blueprint to Healing Chronic Pain, as well as the Detail Handbook. Like I said, I've got the wonderful and amazing Jonathan Shaw. Hello, Jonathan. Thank you for joining us again in this marvellous studio of ours. So, how are you, how, how you been? I've been, been all right. I've been good. I've been really busy. Yeah, I've been super busy. Super uh, busy? Super busy. Lovely. Uh, yeah. super busy. No, no, I've, no, I've treated, 
I've had uh, some different things come up. I've had some injuries and things that starting to come back to me now. Um, and well, your uh, injuries have come back. No, no, no. People, yeah, really, people with actual injuries. So, ah. so for quite a while, I've been treating chronic conditions, but I've actually had some injuries come back. Yeah. You know, people starting to injure themselves now. They're going back out and doing things again. Yeah. So now we're actually out of the house, and we're actually actually in life, and we're doing exercise and and doing hobbies and sports again. I'm actually getting injuries come my way, and and um, and it, it's amazing how many uh, people just. They they just always do the wrong thing for their injury. They just they 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 always think if I do this, uh, you know, I, I I it baffles me. I know people get told that you do this, this, and this. You know, like people always go rest ice and things like that. But you should only do that under certain conditions. That's not for all conditions. That whole rest ice elevate is not yeah. for everything. Yeah. Um, and you know, people. People's first response sometimes put ice on something, and but they it should sounds, always put ice on it. It sounds good because it makes them sound like I know what they're talking about. Well, yeah, but it, it's, it's it's like um, just let go and move on. Yeah, I know. Just let it's go like, and move on. Just go, go over on. it, man up. I mean, it's like one of my clients. One of the well, uh, uh, I, I helped fix her wrist pain, so we got rid of her wrist pain in two sessions. She had yeah. it for six months. Yeah. Um, had nothing to do with the wrist. It came from trap nerve in her yeah. shoulder. But then uh, I saw her recently, and she asked me about her knee. Um, Lovely, lovely lady. Really, really like her. But her first thought was, when she was in the back knee, was to strengthen it. So she started doing squats to strengthen it. Uh, but unfortunately, when you do squats, squats are designed to strengthen specific muscles. They do kind of strengthen the whole legs as a unit, kind of. It's a general squ- uh, strengthening exercise. But it strengthens the back and the front muscles, so the hamstrings and the quads. It doesn't do the inside and out ones. But the inside and out ones were the problem, <laughs> not the quads and the hamstring. Right. So actually the inner muscle, the inner thigh muscles, in this case, were the problem. So by doing the squat, she's actually making her body weaker and her knee weaker because the inner thigh muscle was stopping her from doing a squat properly because her leg kept collapsing in because it was too weak to maintain a simple squat. And I see this consistently. People's idea is to strengthen their muscles first. And you very, very rarely strengthen the muscle first. Very rarely. I know there's a lot of therapists out there. That's what they do. They like to strengthen you first. And that's why I see a lot of people in pain because all they've done is strengthen the damaged muscle or they've tried strengthening the wrong muscles or they've tried strengthening all the muscles at once rather than isolating the yep. muscle. And and that just doesn't work. Uh, and it, it, it made me chuckle. I did, I did have a little chuckle. Um, I, obviously, I corrected it, showed her what was what was wrong. But it's important for people to know, and I don't expect people to know because they're not, you know, not experts in exercise and things like that. But it's important to know: don't just strengthen something. That's what I'm trying to get across. If you have an injury, don't think I must make it stronger because that generally doesn't help and actually often makes the problem worse. Yeah, absolutely. So, other than that, you've uh, I, I believe you wanted to, to bring up your Russian friend. My Russian friend. Yes, Kitskov. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's what we know. I could have yeah, right. I was very good. Yeah. Good segue. So, again, this week, um, I had a, a friend who messaged me about her son who was having a cough, and he'd had the cough for a couple of weeks. Uh, it was a chesty cough, and I just... Uh, I thought it was cough. It was kids cough. Is it, it was, a relative of his? It was, it, was it was kids cough near chesty cough. <laughs> Uh, in the in the sticks yeah. somewhere in the in the countryside, um, and so basically, I, I mean, she this this friend of mine, she understands DTO. She's probably watching tonight, and um, uh, so I just told her to do a basic healing version of DTO, where you put your hands on, you do DTO for yeah. the other person, and within within a couple of sessions of her doing that for her son, uh, his cough cleared right up, um, really really quickly, really simply, 
and uh and again absolutely amazing uh response just from understanding a bit of basic dto i've had quite a few people now using that basic healing technique to get really good results yeah. with their kids or their pets and things like that it's a really good technique to use when you can't communicate with the other person and can't ask them yeah well what's going on it's it's a it does not necessarily going to solve the whole problem but it will help alleviate and sometimes get rid of the problem yeah. or at least uh, remove some of the symptoms until you can get more proper, uh, not proper, but proper? more professional help. Okay, good. Yes. Right, so we've got a few people just said hello. So Jane Haley-Cock, uh, good evening, our regular good old friend Jane. Hey, Jane. Love uh, Jane. Hello to you, Laura. Uh, hey, I've Laura. Joanne, if she's what you are still watching, I know there's a party waiting for me, but I've got to do this, I'm afraid, first. Uh, and uh, anybody else that's watching, good evening. Evening. Uh, and I believe Bobby's probably watching as well. Um, so, yeah, so uh, anything else that you want to talk about, really? No, no, there's a few things to talk about as we go along. Um, something came up this week, but it's very relevant to relationships. So it's okay. about uh, it's about uh, the filters that we put in front of our eyes when we have trauma, and that does fit very well with relationships. There is one thing I do want to say that kind of fits relationships, but it is about everything. So... Um, when when we when you get into the, you know, dealing with the mind and dealing with emotions and your thoughts and feelings and things, um, people actually start trying to analyze what's wrong. That's the problem, uh, and that's the problem. Yeah. Um, and and the problem is that people do that naturally, but when they start trying to understand what we're doing, they then try and understand what we you know why where where something comes from. And there is a difference between being aware and analyzing. And there's a difference between being aware of yourself and aware of what's causing you problems or triggering you and actually analyzing the problem. So I want to establish what the actual difference is. So to be aware is brilliant. To be aware of yourself, to be aware of your triggers, be aware of your behaviors, so you can start correcting it is excellent, but you don't need to analyze where it comes from. If you're just aware, what that means is that when something happens, instead of blaming the other person, you ask yourself, right, well, how am I feeling about that? So you might be feeling angry. And then you'd ask why you're feeling angry and you might be feeling angry because that person's not listening to you and that's it you then don't ask well where does that come from yeah because now you've why got is he not listening why to is he not listening? <laughs> yeah. that's now analysis yeah you only need the general awareness of the emotion you're feeling in the moment in the example frustration or anger and why you're feeling it why why is that interaction affecting you or why is that situation affecting you not where does it come from just go with those two things. Once you become aware of those two things, just become aware of that and then leave it. Put it aside, move on with your life. That is awareness. That's awareness of how you're feeling things in the moment. You don't need to analyze it. Even if you want to change it, you don't analyze it. We just use DTO to switch that off. Uh, but we don't analyze where it comes from. So be careful because you can get into this cycle of uh, starting to analyze things and we don't want you to do that. Uh, I had a client I spoke to the other day and she she was getting into a state where she found herself and she's fascinated by it and she loves the the concept of it uh but as we all do as i did and even Stephen did when we first started um we get into this idea of analyzing everything around us and the way we're behaving and what we're doing and all of this and we we become almost uh obsessed with it or addicted to it and you don't want to do that yeah. you just want to become aware briefly of your response and what why your response is that, as in what you know if you feel angry, then you feel angry because you're not heard or not being listened to. Or you feel angry because you can't get your point across or you feel powerless. Whatever it is, but then leave it. Don't try and analyse where it comes from. Yeah, and so I did, I've mentioned this all the time. I've actually made a video about how we do that, how our brain processes the three brains 
and why when we go into the logical brain we go into trying to understand it and basically what we do is as soon as we go into as soon as we become aware of something that's the symptom so as soon as we become aware of it it's too late it's not actually the cause it's that you're in the effect the problem is if you try and under, try and un analyze and understand from the effect you're only going to think from it and you're just going to make up shit and believe the shit you make up and unfortunately you'll then i say this every week then what you're going to do is you're going to then go oh well, that's what it is and then it's an imaginary problem now that you've created and now you're going to try and find a solution to the imaginary problem and then you solve that imaginary problem and you wonder why the problem's still there and then you'll go back oh hang on a minute well, it's not that i'll make up some more shit and then you go and believe the shit you make up and i have done a really good video explaining exactly how that works which i'll send to all my clients and it blows their minds away because it goes it just makes so much sense but that's the problem with understanding and analyzing uh uh anything really especially when it comes to our emotions and and even our pain as well so yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly cool good right. that's bad so how are you in you've been good mm, i have been not feeling so great now. No, I know you're not no. feeling so great now. You're a little yeah. bit. I'm I expecting you fall to share any minute, to be I honest. Know, no. uh, to sort of go sideways. Yeah. As you're talking no, to me. It's been great. Which would be funny. It, yeah, it's been great, actually. I've been really out and about. I mean, I generally, like I said, I don't drink anymore. I don't really. But I've been out parties this week. Because I've actually been, I've been quite quiet this week. Yeah. You know, I go for them phases. Of, um, but I've been really quiet this week. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go and have a load of fun, socialising and partying. So right. met some amazing people. Um, I went to, we had a festival in town, a, a food festival last yesterday in the town, and it was so great. I went there, I must have seen 50, 60 people that I haven't seen for five, 10 years, old friends. A lot of them, which really stuck, come up me, I love your podcast. I, yeah. I lay in bed watching it, which actually I've got to turn around and say. So, Paul, Mr. Stern, I did say I'd put a big shout out for you tonight. So, if you are watching, because I know you probably are. Uh, it was really good to see you, and so it's a big shout out to me, mate Paul, who, hey, Paul. unbeknown to me, wouldn't have wouldn't have guessed it in a million years watching our podcast. Wow. And absolutely, like, so many people come up to me and say that that they watch you it. Yeah, a lot of people say you watch the podcast. Yeah, nobody says to me people. I watch the podcast. Really I don't hear anyone tell me. You haven't got any friends? That's I've got no friends. That's all it is. You are literally my only friend. So I only communicate with you. Yeah. So that's all it is. Yeah. If anybody else would like to be my friend, please call oh eight hundred nine one one two four two. Uh, and leave your uh, CV, your hobbies, uh, what you do for a living, uh, your belief systems, yeah. and the winning person will be pulled out of the hat uh, <laughs> at nine o'clock on Wednesday evening. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much. Right, great. Um, uh, so, yeah, that was really good. And uh, so, obviously, I want to say hello to Julie as well, uh, for a good old friend Julie. She said hello. Hi, guys. I was Hi, with, Julie. With Julie and Sam last night. And I also spent a lot of time with the gorgeous, lovely Sam. So, I know you're probably in bed nursing and licking your wounds because he did say are they that flexible yeah, wow that's very good trait. if you can do that then there's no point leaving the yeah, house the lovely honest. sam struggles she had to go home because she couldn't do anymore Could she so, no, no we did oh. i mean it was yeah, it was just a really great night and yeah. uh and so a big shout out to all those people that i said i would say hello and, and, and why wasn't it? i invited to this great night because you weren't right. i went out of you thursday night that's anyway that's awkward so, uh, so yeah, so anyway, I just wanted to also something else. A friend of mine, the gorgeous Louise, right? She's a really good friend. I call her the mean queen because she's always sending me amazing memes. She's a gorgeous soul. Uh, but she sent me this uh, meme that I thought I'd share with you because it's actually quite pertinent. And I think that, you know, a lot of us are sometimes aren't generally ready to take action to heal, to solve our problems. And, uh, and sometimes you, you probably know as well as I do, we try and tell people, give them advice. I mean, I was with, I was speaking to three. Uh, gorgeous girls in the courtyard on Friday night and 
they was doing the same thing. They've got a friend, she's broken, but she won't. They're trying to tell her, look, you need help, but it's not landing. Not they're landing. not landing. And so they're getting frustrated and frustrated. And I just thought that this is quite a key meme that she sent me. So Louise, thanks for this. But it says, you cannot force someone to comprehend a message that they are not ready to receive. Mm. Right? But still, you must never underestimate the power of planting a seed which I think is so important because when you do plant that seed, uh, the subconscious takes on and then when they are ready, they will take action with that. So uh, I thought that was a great meme. So that's true. Yes. Uh, yeah. So other than that, I so I have been quite quiet, but uh, I've actually uh, been the people that I have worked with, funny enough, all been relationships, which right. sort of really made me uh, think about doing this week's uh, episode on relationships because I see a lot of stuff going on with the relationships. But I had a, 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 a client come to me who uh, who unfortunately had an affair and that broke their relationship. And the person they had an affair with left him you know, a few right. months and off, off they went. And uh, he's basically been in the impact of that for right. about 18 months. Yeah. Like he's been, he says it's got to the point where it's an obsession. He can't stop thinking about it. He's feeling it's getting him down. He can't concentrate on work. Yeah. And uh, so, um, so anyway, he had 18 months. He'd been going to CBT counseling. Yeah. yeah. 18 months he'd been going for this. And anyway, uh, an old client of mine who worked, does, done some work and I recommended him to contact me. So he reached out to me and uh, anyway, I had him here and obviously he told me the story about, you know, he had an affair and et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so, so I was able, so what happened is he'd stored the images, the emotional responses yeah. and all the rest of it, of, the, of what happened in that relationship. Yeah. And he couldn't move on. He was really struggling. But anyway, I managed to get rid of the whole thing in 45 minutes for him. Wow. So, and I said to her, like 18 months of trying to do in counseling and talking. Yeah, yeah. 45 minutes, the whole lot has gone. And, it's and I texted him the next morning and I was like, how are you, how are you with it? He goes, I haven't even thought about him. <laughs> he goes, oh, it's not, there's no emotions there or anything. Okay. And he, goes, he hasn't even got the urge to go on Instagram and look at it. So Brilliant. 45 minutes. Uh, so that's cool. been a really good one uh, yeah. for me as well. Um, and then I know another client of mine who I've been working with, a really old friend. Uh, he's been coming to me for some help with regards with relationship because he was struggling to tell the person that he's with, I don't want to be with you anymore. Yeah. And so he wants to, he doesn't want to be with her. And ultimately he's staying there, staying there, staying there, staying there. He's already got the person. There's already another person in his life that they've already arranged to move in, but he can't bring himself to just say, look, it's over. Yeah. And so I was helping him obviously switching off all of the, you know, the, the stuff that he was making up about saying it, you know, how he didn't want to hurt her and all the rest of it. But the longer you're dragging it on and the longer you're not being authentic, the more pain and suffering you're going to cause your kids, yourself and other people, which yeah. is, you know, which we all do. And, and for some reason, we're all crazy like that in many ways. I did it myself. But anyway, I switched all those responses off. And as far as I'm aware, he was leaving and going to go home and, you know, tell the, the 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 awful deed or the awful words to the person that he was going to leave her. But he was been stuck in that for ages. Yeah. So, um, you know, and there was a lot of uh, anxiety and a lot of stuff he'd made up. You know, he was a really nice guy. I didn't want to hurt her feelings. He'd been with her for quite a long time, and but it was over. So, mm. so yeah, there was that. And then his daughter, we was talking about, you know, she had uh, his daughter, he brought his daughter to me uh, because she had ever for her whole life, she's had anxiety about eating in front of people. Yeah. So every time it's dinner time, and there's food around, massive panic attacks, sweats up, can't do it, can't eat in restaurants, can't eat out of her friends, can't go in McDonald's. As soon as they're out of her friends and they go, she has a meltdown, right. panic attack, can't eat at home in front of her mum, a dad or anything in the family. So it's really impacted her whole life. Yeah. Again, went and sought experts and never really solved the problem or anything. Anyway, so she come come with to me. I found out, you know, I just went to all of the triggers, what it, what, what it was all about about eating in front of people. 
And she told me all of those responses of what she felt and what she was experiencing. And I just managed to switch them the whole lot off. And um, it took me about 50 minutes. And uh, I got a text message three, four days later from my mate. Uh, he said, look, my daughter's just sent me this. He said, uh, I'm out eating. I'm out in a restaurant eating with the family. Tell Steve he's done a bloody great job. So Brilliant. in 50 minutes, I'll change. She's only a 17-year-old girl. Oh, so, uh, you know, and that's going to impact her for the whole life. So I've had some absolutely quality yeah. quality uh, results, um, even though this week I've been quite quiet and been partying like a little cheeky youngster. And I'm, su I'm suffering today. You're suffering today. <laughs> yeah. I that's am suffering that's today. That's how you're yeah. doing okay. You don't look too bad. You're doing all right. Just make sure you stay upright on that chair. Yeah, I will do. Yeah. No, okay. I, had, I had a girl uh, months ago now, and she had a, a similar – well, she she just um, – she was reluctant to try new foods. She was struggling to just experiment and try new foods. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was a couple of other issues around food. And, and, again, it was a very simple process to switch it off. It was just a lot of fears and different things. Yeah. Um, but she tried loads of things. It, that's not what originally she came to me for. We, we switched that original problem off. But she came back to me for the food thing. Uh, but some of it stemmed from beliefs from her, her mum years ago and the way her mum is with food and things like that. Um, it's a very common thing to have st uh, stuff about food. Yeah. It's very, very common, especially these days, and especially young people. They have a lot of... Um, yeah, well, I mean, personally, when my relationship broke down, I, I had a real problem with food because I obviously used to do all the cooking. Yeah. And I'm a bit of a chef on the quiet. So I'd come home, I'd cook lovely meals and we'd sit down. It'd be my thing. Like, I'd come home from work and I'd treat it to a beautiful meal, sit down and we'd have that. And so when she, when we split up, every time I started cooking, it kept triggering all of those yeah. loss and losing my boy. Yeah. And I had a real trouble for about a year yeah. with, with, it was like I walked in the kitchen and it would just hit me. I'd get really down. I would cook. And then it was, it's a very strange thing. Obviously, I've switched all that off now and I haven't got a problem with it. But it, 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 the food thing affected me. Um, yeah, it does. It, know, I mean, right. people people don't realise that. I mean, they food is a massive trigger for people. Uh, and they think that people think that when they're, they're getting heartburn or indigestion or they get stomach problems, there's the food causing it. It's not. The food's triggering the conflict. Yeah. It's just reminding you, whatever you're eating, it's reminding you of the conflict that you went through while you was eating that food that's all that's literally happening yeah. um and, and so then your stomach is reacting to it that's all that's happening you're not allergic to the food that's not but the body reacts because it doesn't want you to remember the conflict so it doesn't want you to eat that food because if you eat that food it reminds you of the trauma yeah so it tries to keep you away from it but in reality that it's not causing the problem it's not the cause it's just a symptom of the problem yeah so food especially in relationships you know um, people often have like a favourite food or favourite restaurant they go to yeah. and these things that trigger you when you break up yeah. which is what we're going to cover we're talk about and, and also songs as another songs, one everything. As well. all these triggers are actually very relevant you know maybe you know you used to cook for your partner Steve says every night every night or used to cook a special meal yeah. you know and, and you know if you if you cook used to cook a meal for your partner and then you don't and then one night you cook it for your new partner well if you end up with heartburn or stomach problem don't be surprised that's triggering a conflict so it could be it triggers acts like that, and we don't realise even just a particular spice or herb yeah. that you might have used. I'm, I'm getting really subtle now because triggers can be really obvious or really yeah. subtle. But these are sort of things that trigger us when we certainly when we've left the relationship, um, and and we're trying to move on. Yeah. So I've got a few more people made some comments on here, so I just want to read them out. Hello, Beth. How you doing? Good to see you. I didn't Hi, see you. Beth. I thought I was going to see you last night, but I didn't. Uh, Joanne, right? Joanne. Joanne Amos. Can you cure COVID? I need to be at that party. Have you got COVID? And if you do, how do you know you've got it? Because if you've taken a PCR test, the PCR test isn't designed to detect infection. So have you actually got it? 
So, so the PCR test is flawed. It, they don't tell you anything. Actually, it, 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 don't think of things as co- don't think of things of COVID or flu or uh, pneumonia or bronchitis. Don't think of it like that. It's, yeah, we, your body's responding to responding. Think to of what your symptom is. So, if you're having problems breathing or you're coughing or you know, you've got a runny nose or you're hot and sweaty, that's a symptom. Okay, so that's what that's that's one of your symptoms. Actually, it's not. It's a reaction. reaction your body's yeah. reacting. <laughs> And then you go, right, what caused that? And then I'd find the trauma and I would switch that off. Yeah. Now, when it comes to things like that, that, you know, it usually is based in a, you're resolving a conflict. Yeah. You've moved into repair and you're resolving a conflict. Yeah. Um, so we don't remember, so we say, well, you don't catch sickness and illness. No. We never do. And it's just your body reacting to something in your environment or like you're resolving a, a conflict from the past. So like we told you earlier on, when your your body will be in a state of stress when you've got the conflict running, and then as soon as the conflict's resolved, you go into repair. That's when the symptoms come out: the pains, the coughs, the aches, and all the rest of it. And and here's the thing: so uh, I had I mentioned this last week on the podcast. Uh, I had I was I was polaxed for two days. I could hardly move. I was cold, sweating. Uh, I ate everywhere: sore throat, cough, couldn't think straight, couldn't sleep. I was in a really bad way. And, uh, and I was like that for two days. Now, anybody that have had that, when oh, I've got COVID, right? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. so they yeah. would have been the symptoms that they're telling you what they are. So had I been a normal person and not known what I know, I'd have taken a PCR test that doesn't tell you that you can catch it, that, that can't even detect illness, believe the test, said I've got COVID, now I believed it, right? Yeah. But that's not actually what really goes on. So what happened to me was someone in my family lied to me about about having receiving the jab after spending a year telling them all the information around it but they lied to me about it and when i heard that lie the shock of the lie because it'd been going on for six months hit me so hard which was on the thursday so it put me into stress and then there's always a three-day period to go into repair on the monday i was hit for six now how did i get rid of it i phoned up jonathan i said listen man i'm really not well and we worked out that it was that that caused it. And then all we did was switch off all the responses that I had about that person lying to me and how I took it and how it affected me. We switched off all the responses. And by Monday, I was back in the gym training again. Yeah. No, not feeling sick. No, none of this. Right, And I was in a bad way. I could hardly get out of bed on the Monday. Now, like, you were rough. I know I spoke to you. You were rougher than exactly. I, I've heard you for a long time. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, and all I did was switch off all of the responses that, from the person lying. And then I instantly, my body instantly healed. It, we don't, you see. And if that was the case, and if we believe what we're told is I would have said, ah, oh, I've caught it. Have the test. Test proves it. And then I would have believed that. And I would have been in bed for 10 days doing nothing. Yeah. Right, it's but just what not it, the way it works. That's, our bodies do not work like that, and I don't care what you believe, what you've been told, what you, whatever. And I had this conversation with several people last night. I said, they said to me, well, I, I, and I was talking about viruses, and I said, you know, catch a virus. And they went, so one of them said, yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I listen to your stuff, but I don't necessarily agree with it. And I said, okay, what don't you agree with it? And he said, well, you don't catch anything. I said, and how do you know that? And he just looked at me and went, we didn't have an answer because he doesn't know why he believes he catches things. No. There's the problem. You believe it because you've been told it for so long. Yes. So our beliefs are indoctrinated into us. That you catch stuff. That Well, it doesn't matter I mean, whether it's a belief that you catch something or whether it's a belief that the, the sky is yellow or it's a belief. Whatever the belief is, you've been told it for so long. So when someone comes along to challenge that belief and says something that, you know, that's not true, it's very challenging for the brain to cope with that, especially if we identify with it. Yeah. You know, uh, over the last year. Well, when I met Steve, Steve challenged my beliefs. 
because he's studied so many things about the world and those things that I didn't that are that he's told me that are not true that's going to challenge me um and but I didn't make it about me so sometimes we can make a belief about ourselves we can identify with it and if we let go of that belief yep. it means something about us I didn't really do that in this but I have had that in the past I got I got to tell I can't just tell this so just this is clarifies the whole three day people get sick on the Friday night I was chatting with these three girls in this restaurant uh, in this restaurant in the in the bar and um this girl I was talking about what I do and then she said oh yeah she goes well I was in hospital on Wednesday because I was on a drip because I had really bad food poisoning and I said it wasn't the food and she just looked at me and, what do you mean it's not the food I said, you didn't get, you didn't get food poisoning because of food. I said, so when did you go in hospital? She said on the Wednesday. So I went, okay. So I went, what happened on the Sunday? Go back three days. I said, what happened on the Sunday? Yeah. And she went, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing happened, did I? And she turned around to her mate who was sitting next to her and she went, what happened on Sunday? Did anything happen on Sunday? So she gets her phone out, obviously goes onto WhatsApp or whatever and went, yeah, you told me that your daughter got really, really sick. Oh, there you go. (laughs) And not only this, her husband also got food poisoning. So I said, something happened in your environment. That, that affected both, both of, of you. you. Yeah, exactly. You both got affected by it. So yeah, something yeah. happened on Sunday that yeah. affected both of you, something you can't stomach or digest. And yeah. then three days later, you've gone into the repair, which is the food poisoning. Yeah, they right. both got it. Yeah. And it was their daughter. And that's she right. just looked at me completely. She goes, she goes, How did you know that? I said, Well, how did I know that? Exactly. How, how did, did I know, you know that? I don't it's know. I've never met did you know. I've never exactly. met this girl in my life. She lives no. in Whitford and whatever. And that's I literally right. said, No, something happened on Sunday. And that's I right. went, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And there was complete proof of that's so, how it works. So, so my, my friend who I mentioned with her son and she 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 solved the, the cough in her son, she actually had another friend. Now this friend of mine, um, she's uh she's really taken all this on board and she's gone off and learned it and she's now looking at other websites and she's really starting to understand it, which I think is great. And she has another friend of hers, and her friend uh went through a conflict. And my friend said to her, in about three days' time, you're going to have a cold and a flu. And literally three days later, she did. She predicted the symptoms she was going to have before she had it because she knew the type of conflict that creates that symptom. You can't do that with anything. You can't predict the exact symptoms someone's going to have. But you can with this because you know what organ reacts to what conflict. So you can pretty much be really accurate and know how that person's responding is going to affect them in their body. It was, she was, and her friend does know that she understands it, so she's okay with it, but that is literally the way it works. I know it's a new concept for people, but we're only saying it because it will get you better. I mean, yeah. if you look at it like this, it will get you better. Yeah. We're not saying it to be, a, a, I want to say a truce, that's a really posh word, what's that? I'm not saying it to be uh, challenging or to be, you know, make you angry. We're not trying to upset you. We're telling you because we've done it over and over and over again. And solved it and, and healed And sold it in loads of people. And and then the body heals naturally after clearing yeah. it. That we know it's true because we've done it. And if you're coming from a, a place where you don't believe it, that's just because you've not experienced it. But the thing is, you've never done it. So and, and you don't have there's the There's an also moment of we've been so brainwashed by the TV, the yeah. media. I mean, like at the moment, what's sad is that people will believe celebrities, paid TV presenters, news readers, and politicians, yeah. right? Or you won't even try. You're actually believing what they're telling you. And yet the experts who work in the actually in these industries are saying the complete opposite of what the people on the TV are saying. But yet you most people are confiding and putting their trust into celebrities, 
TV presenters, news readers, all paid for people on the TV that in the fake world and the politicians that lie about everything rather than all the experts that are saying completely the opposite. And this is what's sad is you're not actually listening to the experts. You're listening to these people that so. And, then, and, the, and the other thing as well is they're telling you you catch stuff and we know categorically that we don't. We, 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 we solve it. In and before you so say what about doctors and nurses who are apparently experts, well, the thing about that is, you know, uh, paid you know, for ones or the ones that are actually doing the real work. You know, these experts are coming out. I mean, Dr. Hillary came out and said, when you're giving mouth to mouth, you know, throw a towel over their face. When know, you do respiratory system, system really throw disgusting. a towel over so they don't catch COVID. This is clearly a moron. Yes. This is not a sort of, and he's a yeah, medical he's doctor. On, he's on telly, so, you know, no, he's but got what I'm saying is, don't necessarily world. believe a, a, someone who's a doctor yes. or a nurse. The only person to believe is someone who's resolved the issue for people. If they resolved it and it's got it's got better and it's solved the problem, you want to believe that person, not the person who says something but it doesn't solve the problem. That's like hiring a plumber and the plumber goes, "Well, it's your pipes. You need the pipes changing. You change the pipes, but it doesn't solve the problem." Well, he won't know what he's talking about. So you've hired the wrong person. You, yeah. you, you, if someone who knows what they're talking about solves the problem. The thing is, in this in this day and age with the medical system, we think that maintaining and controlling the symptoms is the answer. So we go, well, that's okay. They're doing a good job. Yeah. Bollocks. <laughs> They're not doing a good job. You shouldn't have symptoms. You shouldn't be ill. You shouldn't go through like being sick and diseased. This whole concept that we have, that illness and disease is normal, is bollocks. It is not normal. It's become calm acceptable. Down, mm. down, it's become acceptable, but it's not normal. Yeah. And... And so many people are suffering because they don't understand the true cause of illness and disease. And you're constantly believing people are there to get you, keep you sick. And you know, I, uh, hang on a minute, sorry. I treated a nurse the other day. Now she's a nurse in a hospital. She's a general nurse. And even she gets this. She didn't want to go to the, the physio and the doctor with her shoulder because she knew they weren't going to treat it. Yeah. She knew they weren't treating the cause of the problem. She loves her job because she loves working with people but she doesn't like the treatments she knows the treatments are then managing symptoms yeah and they're not solving a problem and she's experienced traditional medicine with her shoulder it just made it worse and this is a nurse talking and i see a lot of nurses and even a lot of paramedics they say the same thing because actually those are really good people uh, and they struggle with sometimes the medical profession and the way it works because they yeah. know it's not treating the cause. Yes. Uh, so anyway, we, I, don't, we I didn't bang the table though. No, did you I? didn't bang the table. Did so anyway, that's the answer to that. Uh, and again, we've tried to give you the evidence to support that. But again, it's your belief. If you want to believe that you catch, there's all this stuff floating out around there that you're going to breathe in and make you sick, then you're entitled to that belief. But the problem is, is that that belief will keep you sick over and over and over and over again because the chances are the thing that's making you sick is a conflict. So if you don't resolve the conflict, the conflict is just going to keep making you sick. Simple as that. So, and you're going to believe you caught it. Anyway, so moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Uh, so, uh, relationships. Relationships. Yeah. yeah. So let's move on to relationships because, like I said, I've done quite a bit with relationships, and um, and you know, and the more I the more I do this, um, uh, the more I learn about what's going on with people and relationships and what's caught the cause and effect element. But um, like I said, so what we're going to be covering now is uh, 
do you ever stay in relationships when it's clearly broken down and there is no love? So we're staying in relationships. It's dead. It's over. It's we're just there. Uh, it's a it's a codependency. It, you're just it's a contract. It's not a relationship, which I want to come into as well between contracts and relationships. They're two different things. And what is actually a relationship and what's a codependency? Because that's also something else as well that we get stuck stuck in because we confuse codependencies with relationships right so we're going to cover that uh also as well do you blame someone else or or blame the kids for for not moving on oh i can't leave you know the kids and do the best thing for the kids and the rest of it. making an excuse and staying in that relationship even though it's toxic and it's and the problem is is though staying in that relationship because you think you're doing the kids a favor the chances are you're damaging them very very badly because what you're actually doing is teaching them a model of a relationship that doesn't work. So when they go out in the world, they're going to replicate that, repeat that pattern and create that in their own relationships. And you wouldn't really want that for your kids if you was, uh, you know, if you really love them. So, uh, and also as well, are you struggling with the hurt, pain, loss and heartbreak due to a relationship that's over and cannot seem to get past it, which I've experienced because I'm soppy, I'll get really. We've all experienced that. Uh, that's, and that's I've been what happens. Crying, crying in me. Oval teen at night. You've been crying your Oval teen. You've got a big mug, haven't you? What, you, what, you just sitting in the mug of Oval teen yeah, crying? Yeah, oh, no. I know. I know. So, so, yeah, so and we've all done that and we've all experienced it. And, you know, and again, some of these are triggers which you're going to talk about as well because yeah. the triggers are key. So, um, so what we're going to do, we're going to talk about that now. Okay. Okay. I know you've got so, to. So, so, now you tell what what do you think? Why do you think people stay in a relationship that's not functioning? But it could be there could be two reasons. There's obviously something, a conflict that hasn't been resolved. There's a lot of guilt and shame. Yeah. There's a lot of resentment, either one way or the other. And uh, and or there's a lack of communication. They don't agree on something, and so therefore uh, they will then they they can't resolve the conflict. And then so then they they're now in the emotional response of that. And then there's that that you know that negativity. Uh, and and if it goes on for too long, you get a disconnect. You feel like you're now disconnected from that person, and you feel like you can't talk, and nobody's listening. Yeah. When actually, there's realistically, potentially, in a lot of cases, that conflict can be resolved. Um, but then there's other cases where where it generally is over, and there is no love, and there isn't anything there um, uh, because of whatever. Sometimes people grow apart. Sometimes you know you meet someone. From a from an attraction level, you're really attracted to them, and then they're the best thing since sliced bread. But then over time, you get to know them. Their the personalities clash. There's control issues. One wants to be in control, uh, and you know, and also as well, you get a lot of abuse. We make we have a there's a lot of relationships that are abusive, and what we do is we make that okay. Yeah, we make things okay that aren't okay. So you know, the way that we talk to our other partner can really initiate uh, hate, regret, anger, and that doesn't work. And no. so, if you're in a relationship like that, you, you need to get out of it. I'm sorry, but there's no resolution there that you can do because you're making something okay that's not okay. Yeah, uh, and chances are that you feel guilty about that, and so that's what keeps you stuck there. And you also have fear of what that the fear of moving on. How that if you've been in a long term relationship, you have this fear of. How the other person's gonna act if I get a new relationship? How's it? Is he gonna come around and start threatening to beat the boyfriend up and all the rest? Of it? So you've got all this stuff going on. So there's lots of reasons why, but why they don't work? Uh, there's a multitude of reasons, but you know, I generally think it's probably communication or conflict that hasn't been resolved. Mm. Yes, you agree? Yeah, a lot of things come. A lot of things come down. People, uh, I do agree. I do agree. Thanks. I do, I do agree. Yeah, as a self worth issue in there as well. There's often a self worth issue yeah. where 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 even a man or the woman don't feel they. They're gonna meet anyone, or no, no one else is gonna want them, or they're not finding one better, or 
um and and sometimes that's a problem but a lot of times in relationships um people people don't realize that they wake up one day and they think they fall out of love with their partner and and in reality that's not always the case it's just a shock they've had that's made them view it differently and if you actually remove that shock you actually fall back in love with your partner again yeah obviously in the case of long-term relationships you've just got more to end, yeah. a bit more difficult yeah. because obviously you've had so many shocks happen so much trauma it's just sort of died a death yeah. but i've had some people you know they've had the odd little trigger in a relationship and then we're going to end the relationship based on this trigger yeah. and a couple of triggers and they were very tiny things and as soon as i switched them off there was like Butterflies and rainbows again. Yes, butterflies and rainbows again. Yeah. And you know, I've had, I've had, you know, one couple got married after that that happened, and um, and this this person, you know, she's lovely, and but she was thinking, well, I can't handle this. But as soon as I switched the triggers off, it was it was nothing in her head. It, it wasn't a big thing. Um, and you know, I've had I've had other people where they didn't realise that. So so one of the keys is that if you both have to clear things. If you're in a relationship with someone, you're both not clearing things you have a problem. You know, I treated a couple once. Well, I, no, I didn't treat the couple. I treated the husband and the wife was going to counselling. But the problem was they'd, uh, they'd had a massive trauma. They'd lost a child. Yeah. Massive, massive trauma for a couple. Um, yeah, well, my daughter would have been 23 today. Exactly. Yes. Oh, yes. She would have been yeah, 23 years right. old. Happy birthday, yeah. Eden. Love you. Yeah. It's, it's a bit weird that you said that. It's a bit weird. So obviously, but, yeah, I did lose a child. Um, so, but they lost a child and obviously, not obviously, but in this particular scenario, the wife had never gotten over it and she was yeah. kind of blaming the husband and it wasn't actually his fault it was nobody's fault nobody did anything about it but this shock this grief had caused their relationship to separate now that's a very difficult thing to resolve unless you both heal the trauma of that tra of that shock correct if you don't both heal it you're going to end up separating and for no reason at all because you don't need to that is not a reason to separate. That's a trauma you've been through that if you resolve it, 98% of the time you're going to come back together again and, and be in love and be okay. Those are not reasons to yeah. to to, um, to to break relationships up, but it happens all the time. And it doesn't have to be um, a trauma like that. That's quite a really unusual trauma. It, that's it's an extreme thing. But you can have lots of things happen that are big shocks yeah. that break up a relationship and they don't need to i mean i i i stayed in that relationship for another 10 years but the when after my daughter died mm. that relationship was dead yeah and i stayed there because i had two other girls and you know i sacrificed quite a lot to stay there for the girls but that did kill my relationship yeah it just killed it dead and it didn't matter what i did i couldn't ever get i could never get it back to how it was so no. I, I sort of get it uh, but then obviously i didn't know what i know now i was also a different now, person right. and all the rest of it i was a lot more younger i think some early mid 20s late 20s so you yeah. know i i saw it from quite a messed up 20 year old because you know so you know I, I do understand i do understand that and, and it can have that effect it definitely killed my relationship yeah it does and and with men certainly you know a couple of years ago before lockdown i treated a guy who was depressed and that alone was affecting his relationship so what he was doing was he'd had a shock and for three years he was suffering depression and the longer it went on the more he went inside himself yeah. And he just disconnected from his wife and his kids. And it was drawing a wedge between their relationship. It was stopping, they, you know, when you're in a relationship, you have to connect with the person. It's yeah, very, very absolutely. important. You must connect to that person. If you do not feel connection, if you withdraw from that person or the connection lot loses, uh, you feel the connection gets lost and it stays that way, uh, then it draws a gap and a divide in that relationship. 
and that was certainly the way it was going now fortunately he got recommended to me uh his wife was also having treatment as well um and we switched off the depression and he was then able to almost instantaneously reconnect, reconnect back yep. to his daughter and his wife again and their relationship went almost back to normal in in a couple of weeks yeah. um because we'd switched off the trauma and in that particular case it wasn't a trauma between them as a couple it was an outside trauma so one thing that's really important to recognize is if you are struggling not all traumas that break relationships up are within the relationship this actually had to do with something outside of the relationship something almost completely neutral but was affecting the relationship it was affecting his son and that was putting pressure on them. but work can do it you can you can if if you have a, a shock or something happen that causes you to go inside yourself and you disconnect and that stays there for a long time that's going to break the relationship up whether it's the relationship or yeah, not absolutely you know so just be mindful of that if you feel you're going inside yourself especially blokes because blokes tend to do it yeah if you're going inside yourself you're feeling alone you're trying to analyze things you're going deeper and deeper inside you give someone Sorry. a call get yourself out of that yeah. give us a call because that is going to divide it also separate from just general relationships out in the world uh, and 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 disconnect <laughs> you this week you have yeah uh, and that's why you've been going out i've been going out yeah yeah so steve was clearing a deeper issue about about connection and and when we cleared that he then suddenly got his invites to things <laughs> and was going out um so so although we might switch off because you're now hanging so i am hanging a little bit but it's okay i'm mad enough to get to deal with it yeah but it's important you recognize not all, not all relationship blocks are about the relationship uh it can be an out, outside shock yeah uh but just don't um you I, I recommend to everybody that you both need to work on things now this this is an important one so i, I i've been treating a lady who had openly admits openly admits she has relationship sabotage okay and she's in a new relationship and she openly admits she's been sabotaging it and uh she says this guy's wonderful he's amazing but because of her past she's sabotaging yeah now we've been working on that and she was uh, getting needy she's getting clingy it was all due to her self-worth and she's getting panic attacks yeah. because she was worried about being abandoned so we switched a lot of that off however uh what was happening which to all account purposes now i've heard it's not happening because I, I did speak with both of them when when someone is like that if you have one partner that is traumatized the other partner may not be doing anything wrong the other partner may not have done anything actual done anything but sometimes their response to what their partner's doing is the thing that fuels the problem yeah. so if your partner's being needy and clingy or they're attacking you for some reason or they're they're being abusive your response to it is going to fuel that if you're not careful so whatever response you have if you do have an easy response that means although you may have nothing to do with what that person's saying your response it you're being triggered because you're feeling attacked or you're feeling not listened to it doesn't mean you've done you know in this particular case you know uh, sometimes your partner accuses you of something you haven't done if you're being triggered if you're having a negative response that it doesn't mean that you've actually done that thing it just means you're now making it personal and then that your response will then trigger off the other person another way and it will then ping pong backwards and forwards yeah, absolutely the trick is when someone does that when someone has a problem in a relationship is to stay calm and speak some calmly not make it about you listen to them and speak calmly about it if they are behaving in an unreasonable way do your best to not get triggered by that but ask them why they're behaving like that or or try and calm the situation down but don't get angry and start hurling abuse back 
that's that's one of the things the mistakes people make um we you know if someone hurls abuse you we hurl abuse back uh, give as good as you take give as good as you get you know that doesn't work in a relationship if you love someone i have to be very firm with this couple do not insult criticize or shout at each other because if you do that you don't love you that's not love if you are criticizing insulting somebody because they've done it back to you that's not love there are multiple reasons why people do it it doesn't mean you don't love each other but it's not a loving thing to do with somebody. Well, so I think if you've if you've gone that far that you're actually doing that, then I think there's that something's missing. Well, no, I mean, generally, people if so, don't do it to their dogs when they love their dogs. No, they don't. But the so dog's not saying anything back to them. Doesn't make any difference. The dogs, no, I get that, but the person's being triggered. So what I'm saying is, <clears throat> if you're being triggered, you need to take care of your trigger because your trigger. I mean, this couple, they're a lovely couple. They do work together, um, but. Her triggers are from her past, and his triggers are what she's going through because he's never been through it. He doesn't understand it. So they're both triggering each other off. They're both having a response, yeah. and then they're both uh, mimicking each other and hurling abuse at each other and swearing at each other. A bit like us on a Saturday night. It is a bit like us on a Saturday night, yeah. Um, and, and, but it's not acceptable behaviour. Don't accept that and don't join in. Don't start doing it back because now you're just fueling the problem. That's re I really want people to understand that because that is one of the biggest things that, that pulls people apart when they start doing that. And and it's childish, to be honest. It, it's, it's just you're now entering into child behaviour. If you're just throwing abuse and hurling things at people, this, you know, if someone's being abusive to you, you don't need to be abusive back. You just stop them and go, stop. Why are you speaking to me like that? Please don't talk to me like that. Speak to me. Tell me what's wrong. Tell me why you're upset. But don't swear at me. Don't criticize yeah. me. Don't, there's no need for it. Even if you have done something wrong. So if your partner has done something wrong, tell them how it made you feel. Yeah. But don't criticize and blame them for it because they're going to get on their high horse because they're going to feel attacked. Yeah. So you need to do it in more of a subtle way and explain, look, sweetheart, I felt like yeah, this. But it's, it's, what we're doing is just, it's, it's, it's adult. What we're all talking it's, about is adult communication. It's yes. talking about adult. Just so I just want to say, uh, so this is uh, a great a great statement is I love myself enough not to accept unacceptable behavior, especially from those I love. Yes. And that's what we do all the time. We make things okay, that aren't okay. And yeah. generally that's where, and that's other people's behaviors. And the reason is, is we don't stand up. We don't put a boundary in place. We then act, we react negatively to it. We don't say anything. And basically in theory, what you're actually now doing is you've unconsciously given that person permission to carry on doing it yeah. and it will continue and it will get worse and worse and worse and worse. And that's another problem with why that will go because it will get to a point where it becomes unbearable and you can't deal with it because you're not adult enough to say, whoa, you can't talk to me like that. It's yeah. not okay. Like I said in that statement, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, so it is really about communication and it's yeah. being adult enough to, to recognize that and not react. Yeah. But I don't know. We've all been there. Yeah. We've all done it and we've all made that mistake. Yeah, but ultimately, if you allow that not person anymore, to keep, no, which, no, well, I, would, I don't do no, that I don't anymore either. Uh, in, in a lot of scenarios, I, I, I would, you know, tell the person that's not that's not on. You knob, uh, yeah. But um, <laughs> fuck off. Um, so, no. um, so, so, no, no, don't talk to me like that. It's not okay. It's not okay, <laughs> is it? No, seriously. Um, so, so you don't you don't tell someone that you love. You don't swear at them. You don't accuse them of things. You don't blame. Um, you just have a conversation with them. Now, if they then attack you back, well, again, you don't want to put up with that behavior. Now, one of the biggest fears around that is the losing the person. 
That's one of the yeah. biggest fears of people with relationships. If you stand up to your partner, if you state what you will and won't accept, you're worried about losing that person. Yeah. I had this conversation with a client of mine the other day, and ultimately that comes down to your self-worth. As Steve, as you just said from that message, it literally comes down to yeah, your value. I think value. it's a great statement. It's a great I statement. I sent that to a friend. Who, yeah. who, I don't know if she's watching, but I sent it to her on uh, Saturday. You know? Yeah. It, you know, I love myself enough to not, to not accept unacceptable behaviour, yeah. even from the ones I love. Because the ones that we love generally we give them permission to that's right talk to us like yeah. shit and it's not okay it isn't okay yeah and that that phrase that that classic phrase you always hurt the ones you love yeah what is that about who made that up did oj simpson make that no, up because that on? statement reaffirms that it's it okay to make something not okay it's not it's okay right. it's wrong. you know it's one thing it's okay to be angry and hurt or fearful or resentful or 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 something like it's okay to have a feeling but to then hurl that at the other person, whatever the scenario, it's, it is, it is a it's, weird paradox, it's, it's isn't it? not going to work. Yeah, it is weird. Um, so try and avoid that because that will then lead to resentment, which will then pull the, yeah. create a massive void. Or in try and avoid meeting or getting having a long term relationship with someone you don't like. Well, yeah, okay, that, that's, you know that that, that might actually help, that, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know? that would help, Steve. Um, I, I, I need you. I need but I'm going to stay with you. Which again, actually, talking about, I need to have an adult conversation with you. You uh, can't have adult conversations. Can I not? No. no, I have tried. Okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> when did you try? <laughs> when? When did you try? You just like, sat there and spoke about sitting an oval team. <laughs> trying to solve your the problems. day I met you, I believe. But no, no, exactly. Yes. No, but this goes on to. I want to just talk about codependencies and relationships Go. so one of the things that i see and we all do all the time is a we have a codependency and that's where we meet somebody who fulfills something in us that's missing okay so i might i don't know if you get that so i you know um and what happens is that becomes a contract it's not a relationship because a relationship is not contractual it's a relationship and we can we we get confused with that person gives me something Yes. I get something from, that, from yes. you that makes me feel good, yes. right? That's a codependency. And so that's what, what generally happens. And now what generally happens is, is that that person will do that for a period of time. But then they, because they, you keep taking it and they keep giving it, you know, I always give and they always take. What happens now is that person will all of a sudden go, oh, what am I doing? Why do I keep doing this? I shouldn't be keep giving that to you. And then they stop doing the thing that you have been attracted to or you get. Now what happens is you now no longer have that thing that they give them and now you're gonna go, oh you you don't do that thing for me anymore. You don't you don't provide for me anymore, right? And we confuse that as love. Oh you don't love me anymore. Yeah. No, because it wasn't love in the first place, right? No. It was a codependency because that person was fulfilling a need in you and when that person stopped doing it, you no longer have that. Now you've got that thing missing in your life. Okay, and we all get confused with codependencies. Now, when we're in a codependency, it's a contract. It's not love, it's not a relationship, it's a contract. You do this for me, and I'll do that for you, right? It's not a relationship, it's not love. But also what happens is, is that our, them contractual um, codependency relationships will never, ever work in a million years, and they will always fail and break up. And that's why, then when those relationships that you have are codependency and contractual break up, 
that's when they get really angry and really violent and they hate the other person and they detest them and they do everything in their power to detest the other person. And the reason why they do that is not because of the other person, it's because that person has taken something away from them that they no longer have, money, security, this, that, or whatever it is. And now you hate and resent that person because they've taken that thing away from you that's now exposed the thing that was missing in you at the beginning, which was missing in you, and that person will now has now filled that void in you and makes you feel whole and complete. And when that person removes, you're now empty again, and you then blame that other person for all the pain and the suffering and the loss that you're experiencing. But ultimately, you need to be complete and fulfill yourself in order to, when that person leaves, you haven't lost anything. You just go, okay, fine, ta -da, it was nice meeting you. Didn't work out for whatever reason, ciao, ciao, bye. Okay, so yeah. there's a big difference between codependencies and contracts to actually a loving relationship. So, and there's three people in a relationship all the time. There's you, the other person, and the relationship. And what you should be doing is investing unconditionally into the relationship, not it's about you either way. And that's where it all breaks down. And that's where the psychology of it breaks down. And that's where ultimately a lot of the conflicts begin. So should we give some examples of, of the types of codependency, like the types of like the responses that people rely on other people for? Well, you can cover that if you want. Oh, do you want me to cover that? Yeah, if you oh, want. Okay, right, okay. I'm still, I've just expended a bit of energy. I'm hanging. You spend, you, 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 do you need a rest? I now, need a rest. Do you now, need your overall team? Do you need do. to go and sit down a bit, a bit more? So, you know, uh, so the, the, the things that we rely on for others to get, provide for us are generally um, emotional responses. Sometimes it'd be external things like money and things like that. But that's that's a well that does that is elicits the emotional response of security, safety. That's right. Yes. You know that's what. We yeah, do. that's right. And uh, so most of the time it is it is a it is it is just an emotional response, like not feeling alone anymore. So if you feel alone, and then someone comes into your life and they don't make you feel alone, you want them to not make you feel that way. But if they then go off and do something without you, you're going to feel alone again. Yeah. See, that's not good. So you're relying on them to not make you feel alone. And also another one quickly, I just jumped in my head, is sometimes you, even if the relationship works, you will fight to hold on to that other person because of an insecurity in yourself. You'll yes. feel insecure. Oh, my God, I've got to look after the kids. I can't do it all on my own. How am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay for that? Oh, I can't be alone. So there'll be an insecurity element yeah. as well that will get triggered. And that's why we try and hold on to the person, not let them go or move on ourselves because of the insecurity. And also, and this is a big one, is the fear of judgment from friends and family because oh what if i leave him because i've like i projected this fake flat this fake life to everybody yeah, exactly. oh we're the happy family and everything's yeah. great and when we're out we're laughing and we're joking and it's all good and it's all on facebook but behind the scenes it's shit it don't work oh, and it's angry and you shouting and it's shouting and screaming but we project this fake fake thisness and now you've got to now go oh because you've got now, to admit now you've got to admit right. that that isn't so now yeah. you can't say you have judgment of your friends and family go but i thought you and you and sally or you and dave were all right well we, no you see so there's also another reason why you will stay there is because of that fake projection that you've put out there isn't true and now you've got to openly admit somehow that that's not real and you're worried about what your friends and your family will do because you know uh, you can say, well, you, you can't leave him. You know, we meet someone that's there for life. You know, your mum or your dad that's might right. say, well, no, you know, you can't just walk away like that. What about the kids? What about this? What about that? Well, the kids are messed up. They're shouting and screaming all day long. What are you talking about? No, but you can't leave him. You have to stay there. You know, that's what you do. It's life and that. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it can be resolved, but sometimes it doesn't. So that's another reason why I would stay in yeah. a relationship, uh, even though it's not working. 
I thought you were going to have a rest. I was. Let me I, speak I, I for was, a bit. That rest didn't last very long. It didn't. No, I just no, said, something you said triggered me. It triggered you. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Um, that's like, well, no. It's no, it's not. I, I won't accept that. It's we need something out of conversation. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. No, so, no, he's absolutely correct. That is, that is, it's absolutely correct. But going back to the different types of codependency, so you've got your lone one. The biggest one is love, relying on someone to, or wanting someone to give you love. And if they're no longer giving that to you, well, it's the end of the world and they, you hate them and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, abandonment as well. Uh, worrying about someone abandoning you, you know, like my clients. She, she wanted she wanted to make sure this person wasn't going to leave her. Well, that, that goes back to the loan response or a yeah, loss. It is, yeah. You, you can't, you can't if, if you're walking to this world and you don't want people to leave or you're, you're so worried about people going, then you're not, like you said, securing yourself. Yeah. You don't you value yourself. You feel incomplete. You're, you're, you're in, not yeah, whole. Yeah. And that person's filling that void in you. That's right. And and the problem with that is that people are always going to leave your life. You can't you can't keep everybody that comes into your life. And that's not your job to do that. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I had this issue when I was younger. I had to love one when I was, you know, I always wanted a woman to love me. That's why I want someone to love me. I want someone to love me. I want, I want to be loved. I want to be loved. Oh my god! Why is it love me? I got and I can and, tell you why. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so you said you never mentioned that again. I wasn't going no. to. Um, right. So uh, it was just a one-off time. It haven't oh, happened before. Yeah. Um, so I have my medication for it now. <laughs> so, so I can't believe I've lost my train of thought now. Believe, what was I, I saying? I can't believe someone that heals people is on medication. Yeah, I know right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, hypocrite. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no, so I had that thing where I want to be loved, and ironically, um, it actually took a shock to snap me out of that. So a shock actually reversed it. Um, you know, usually a shock puts us in the same, but every now and again, you know, we were talking about how shocks cause negative things. Yeah. Sometimes a shock can create a positive scenario. Yeah. So a shock actually snapped me out of that, uh, where I no longer relied on somebody else to give me love. Um, I just buy chocolate. So, um, <laughs> so. My girlfriend was with me, and I buy a lot of chocolate that day. So it's like the fridge is full of chocolate. Um, but what I was doing is I was relying on a woman to try and love me, and I wasn't loving myself back. So now I don't actually do that. I don't actually look to be loved by a, 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 my girlfriend or or anyone around me. Except you. Um, <laughs> I, I don't love no, you no, though. No, they don't love uh, me. No, exactly. Um, like, but I like you. You like me. That's good. Like oh, you. you are awful. I know. Um, right. Um, anyone remember the Emery? No, never mind. Now, uh, so uh, what did I bang the table for? So because I'm not no longer looking for that love, I am no longer trying to to constantly get it. And and if if I'm not feeling love one day from her, it makes it doesn't affect. Me, yeah. I'm not. I'm not curling a ball, crying. Oh my God, why do you love yeah. me anymore? Yeah. You know, and 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 I feel more secure in myself because I'm not worried about being abandoned or the relationship breaking down or not being loved any longer. I'm just being me in the relationship and being present to it and enjoying yeah. the relationship. And I love my girlfriend very much. If you're watching him, hello. Um, but this is this is the problem. This is what I used to have. It's I used to have. So you've got the love one, you've got the abandoned one, you've got the alone feeling. There's other things, you know, like security. Um, that, that, so just try and if you are in a relationship, like try and think what what am I getting from this relationship that I I don't want to lose. Well, there's another one as well. It's being in, where you need to control it. 
Uh, yeah, a control issue. A con- no there's massive is. control issues. Yes. And I see that a lot in women where they're trying to control everything because they're of the. I mean, the only reason why I want to be in control is because at, at a subconscious level, they don't feel in control. So they keep doing more and more and more and more because they're not doing enough. And they're trying to control everything because yeah. they don't want anything to leave them or go away. That's so right. things happen. But actually, the more that you do that, the more you're actually pushing the thing away. And, it, you know, you've already you've already got the outcome that you've already agreed to, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So the more you try and control it, the more it's going to slip away. It's like holding on to sand, you know, the harder you grip, the, the you can't, the sand just runs out of your hands, you know, and it's the same thing. Well, maybe a bit of water in the sand. Well, yeah. That's that, they sort of grip a bit better. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, great. Um, uh, so, <laughs> so, but I also will go on, so I'm going to move on to the next one, uh, which is struggling with the hurt, pain and loss and heartbreak due to the relationship being over. And yeah. that basically, ultimately, is what we've just been talking about. So when the relationship's over, you will then have those experiences because of the, co- the, 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 the thing that you've lost. Okay. So, and that's basically it. And so those emotional responses of being hurt or pain and loss are emotional responses. It's the, it's the loss of security. It's the loss of the, of, of whatever it is that's going on. The loss of love, the loss yeah. of affection, yeah. the loss of romance, yeah. the loss of joy, happiness, the loss of that thing you've always wanted, the loss of the marriage or, or the future. One of my clients well, was loss of the future. That, yeah, that could have happened. But the thing that I've had this week is the person can't believe that they did that to them. So no. it's not actually really about them losing the relationship. No. It's more of an ego pride issue. How can they? Because they, wow, I can't believe you've done that to me. I'm such a good person. So, I can't believe. I don't why deserve would you do that. that to me? I don't deserve that. I've done everything for you, but whatever. Yeah. So, and a lot of the people that I'm clearing is that's their response. They're not yes. actually really generally hurt because they know the relationship was over. They've been arguing and shouting for ages and ages. They don't do anything together. Uh, you know, Dave sitting on the sofa with a massive beer belly, watching flipping only falls horses drinking four cans of Stella uh, you know lovely, lovely. Uh, and you know but so the relationship's over sorry Dave if you're watching it's my name's not Dave it's Rodney yeah, it's Rodney, yeah. Uh, well, no, but, uh, you know what I mean so the relationship's um, done yeah. but as soon as the relationship's now over it's now oh I can't believe it well, that's no. actually what you really wanted it, and it's and that's what's really, really going on, because you're actually now saying, well, I can't believe he left me, even for 20 years he wanted it to be over. And then when it actually happens, you know, um, it's more about the, the fact that, that they've, it's about you, them leaving you. It's not really about the relationship. Yeah. Because, again, it's a codependency. It's not a relationship. And, again, that blame thing will actually keep all that emotional response running in, in any scenario, whether it's a relationship or not. Yeah. If, as soon as you blame someone for a situation or something – happening you're then holding that emotional response in place if you just recognize stop blaming and recognize your part uh and then it, the emotion will actually dissipate you won't need to necessarily go and clear it with somebody you'll actually find the emotion will dissipate just quite take quickly. ownership and be responsible for your own for responses your for your part absolutely. yeah for your yeah, response to it all the time yeah if you feel hurt that's not the other person's fault you know if they came out with a baseball bat all right that's fair enough you could you know but even so to carry on blaming them is going to only harm you more emotionally. So even if something did happen like that, to blame them is not going to help. Let that go. Be responsible for your, as Steve said, for your response to what's happened. So even if someone's done something, it's your response that is causing you the pain. If someone has uh, hurt you, upset you, attacked you, it's your response. It doesn't mean you can be around those people anymore, or you should. It doesn't mean that those people are good to be around, but ultimately it's your response to it that will yeah. make you sick, ill, 
and struggle to move on to the next relationship because you'll carry that through to the next relationship. There'll yeah. be lack of trust. Yeah. And, and, and you, you just won't be able to Well, move here's, on. here's another thing as well, as I see a lot, is that a lot of people, women, when the relationship when the relationship or whatever's going down, then that it does break down in you, isn't it? I see a lot of women becoming very alone. They yeah. have a massive and alone response. They feel alone. They feel like they're on their own. They feel like they're doing everything. They're not getting any support. And what happens is, is in order to, because we're now in that horrible, we've been polarized or, or the pendulum swung into a negative state where we feel alone and we're unhappy and we're doing it all alone. So you're doing more and more and more and more and you're getting more and more and more alone and you feel like disconnected and just completely like you're, you know, you're feeling really alone. Don't have any more time to say alone. But you're feeling alone. But what happens now is the upside of that is what you'll then start doing is you'll start people pleasing. Yes. You'll start going out and doing things for other people, not because you want to help other people, it's because it makes you feel good and it will also resolve the 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 conflict of feeling alone temporarily. Yes. And what will happen is it'll make you feel good. You no longer feel alone. Then all of a sudden that will then drop down and you're back into the negative state. And then you're going to have to find, do something else that you need to people, please. And the problem is, is the more you keep doing that, the more people become reliant on it right? as well. And then you start saying yes to doing things that you don't really want to do. And that's going to piss you off even more. Yes. And, but, but the problem is, is now you've conditioned yourself to not to, because you can't say no. <laughs> Because subconsciously, you've learned, well, if I do that for somebody, that's going to make me feel good about me. I'm not actually generally wanting to help that person. It's making me feel good about me. So that's another problem that happens in with the relationships of being alone. That's what you can tend to do. And you might end up then start overcompensating in the relationship, yeah. which then becomes obviously overpowering and controlling. And then the other person is like, whoa, it's just too much. So that's just another issue as well. you know. Yeah. And trying to please someone in a relationship as well. If you're trying to please them all the time, uh, again, it's not a good state to be in. You know, you, it's yeah. not your job to please somebody. It's not oh. your job to make someone happy. Well, it's your job to make me happy. That's it. Uh, but yeah, it was five way round. It was way round. Yeah. See, I don't think this is going to work. We both got different I ideas, know. different perceptions of it. I it's think right. we should end it now. We're um, experts on relationships. We're going to be all right. We'll be okay. We'll be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Move on. No problem. No problem. You switch off me. I'll no attachment whatsoever. No. Okay. Um, the thing is, though, is, I mean, the whole thing, we're trying to be, I mean, the whole thing about relationships, and we said, didn't we, we could do five podcasts on this, and we probably will do. Yeah. I mean, this is just one small increment of what's actually going on in sort of bullet point. Uh, yeah. in, you know, we have tried to cut touch it on what's generally common, but I think we're going to go into a bit more detail about other things within relationships and all the rest of it. Well, we're going to well. break it down, because actually relationships is just a, such a huge um ball of string for people there's so many things to relationships i was saying to my girlfriend the other day but two of the biggest things to clearing people are relationships and money because there's so many different branches off and beliefs and belief systems so you you know you've got the main tree of the problem but then you've got so many branches to that deal with relationships so you've you've got uh, you know meeting people then you've got dating someone you've got talking to somebody communication then you've got being authentic, being authentic, and, being, yeah, being you. you, exactly, you know? yeah. Which but, so many people find hard to do. Exactly, liking yourself, not caring if someone doesn't like you back. You know, and that's only the early stage Rejection. relationship. Rejection, yeah, that's only early stages. Then you've got uh, being with someone, falling in love, connecting with someone, allowing intimacy them to know problems, you, yeah, intimacy. intimacy then well. you've got kissing, making out, having sex. Yeah. You, and then you've got that's spending intimacy, a life with someone. I swear that's what intimacy is. Oh, so I thought you meant intimacy in connection. Well, so yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, so I was thinking on the more dirty you, intimacy. You're more dirty intimacy yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you and a girl in 
tub of oval team. Really. Cup of oval team. Cup of oval team, yeah. really getting it on. Yeah. Um, so, but Sounds no, uh, intimacy is broken into different things. You know, so that, that you can be intimate with someone just looking in their eyes. A lot of people, especially a lot of men, they struggle to make eye contact with a woman. Women, they don't, most women aren't that, there's obviously some women who would be able to do it, but a lot of women can, whereas most men can't. But they won't have eye contact with them, they don't like you. No, away. no, they will do, like, yeah. yeah but but on, often when you're trying to communicate, you know, holding eye contact with someone you communicate is very important. And so sometimes it's something as simple as that that makes a difference between connecting or not connecting. Um, and then you get onto more advanced stuff like sex and relationships and being intimate in that way and kissing. And, and we've just gone through all of those. How can uh, they be more advanced? We've well, just well, already talked about those. No, no, I mean more advanced than just eye contact. Oh, right. That's what I mean. Yes. Just, you know, that's you know. Yeah. Um, so and you know and so relationships are huge, just like money. There's so many branches to it. So as Steve said, we're going to cover it in more detail in different podcasts yeah. and just break it down one thing at a time. We want to give a general overview, um, but we've all been through breakups. The the, the one thing that that because um, because now I, I get it. Uh, you know, do you? That's because you're with Emily. That's why. That is what it is. But no, our friend Greg, you always yes. say, "Do you understand it or do you get it?" Yeah, do you understand it? And, and a, there is a real difference between that. This understanding this, it and actually landing. Landing it is really very lands, different. It, yeah. And while I understood before that I need to be securing myself and not want anything from somebody else, I never really got it till this shock snapped me out of it. Once this shock snapped me out, of it, I really get it that I don't need to rely on someone else to give me something. I want someone in my life to add to my life. Correct. But I don't want someone in my life to give me something. I don't need that from somebody. But it wasn't... I I totally get that now. But before... Yeah, but like I said, three people in the relationship. There's you, there's them, and and there's the relationship. Oh, yeah, the relationship. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Everyone's generally in a codependency. Yes. That's the mass... That is the biggest problem. They're in a contract. They're not in a loving relationship. They're in a codependency contract. That's when you need to go, right, actually, that's the time to then no longer be in that relationship because it's just gonna it's just going to be a it's gonna end up in carnage tears pain hurt loss like that yeah dancing dancing Uh, yeah so but the important thing is that's once you recognize that and move out of the relationship you still need to heal that in you before you move on yeah so you know one of my clients otherwise you just repeat it you just repeat it one of my clients she's got she's got lots of chronic pain she's a lovely lovely lady she just got out of relationship well got out of relationship about two years ago now actually um but the reason that she had such a problem in relationships is because she always feels alone. Yeah. So when she she desperately wants to be with someone, but when she's not with someone, she feels desperately alone. And when she is with someone, that she feels alone. So that person acts in a way that makes her feel alone. Yeah. So every relationship she's in, she starts off okay, but then the alone feeling kicks in, and then that person doesn't listen to her, doesn't connect to her, won't do anything for her. And that so compensate. Yeah, so she then feels more alone. Then that makes her frustrated, angry, and ultimately relation breaks down. Then she's on her own, and now she feels alone again. Can I, I just said something else as well, because uh, I had a friend over here for dinner last Thursday, funnily enough. Uh, bless her, gorgeous girl. And we was chatting, and she asked me a question of why do people stay in relationships that don't work? And I said, it, and one of the things that came into me was investment. The problem is, is that you believe that you've invested so much time, effort and energy into somebody, a situation or the house or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. But actually to move away from that isn't because you don't, it's because you feel like you've invested something. It's you've invested so much that you'd actually rather stay in your bucket of your yeah. bath of crap 
than move out of that. And well, I, can't, I can't get out of that because, yeah, it's a waste. I've spent 20 years. Yes. I've invested all my time, effort, yeah. and energy. I can't leave that, so I'm going to stay in the investment, even though the investment is a big bath of crap, and it's really crap, and it stinks, and it's, it doesn't work at all. You're unhappy. You're miserable. Instead of getting out of that bath and getting into the nice, clean bath of all the bubbles, you can't do that because that bath of crap is all the stuff that you've invested in. Stop smiling. Right. I, I really want a bath now. But that's what goes on. So we do invest, even though it's a bad investment. Yeah, no, we but do. It's an emotional investment as well, and we can't move away from it. Even though we really need it, we should do it. It's, it's best for the kids. It's best for me. It's best for him. It's best for her, but we won't do it no. because we've invested in no, something. That's right. And it becomes about control and power and all the rest of it. And you go, well, I can't do that. Yeah, And that's another one as well, investment. Yeah. It, 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 we 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 can't walk away from what we've invested in yeah because we think we've we think we've wasted those good years of our lives or we think you know it's been which a, obviously aren't that good because you want to leave no and, and it hasn't been a waste hopefully you've learned lessons yeah, from it it hasn't exactly. been a waste there would have been something in it that yeah. was very beneficial um but oh, I can't. do you really want to waste more years I of your can't. life you know what do you mean a can't can't's just a belief what did you call me I can't. Oh, you can't. No, I honestly, people say, well, I want to, but I can't. Yeah, exactly. What do you mean you can't? Can't is just a belief. No, Why do you believe you can't? Don't get me wrong. We're not saying it's easy. I'm not trying to say but, everyone leave their partners, but, by the way. It sounds but, like I'm trying to just disrupt, smash everyone's smash relations out. Yeah, you know exactly. just I'm not doing now. that. I'm just basically no. talking about my what I've done this week. I actually like keeping relationships together. Uh, and so I've actually learned, because I was always fascinated by relationships, because I could, I, 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 you know, I... Yeah. I find them fascinating and I could never get them to work for me. You know, I'm much, much better at that now. Thank you very much. But I never could. I mean, so I, like, I went to learn all this. Yeah. And when I found DTI, I learned all the triggers and all these other things that cause the problems. And it's been very interesting, as I've said many times on this podcast, being in a really good relationship with someone, how you can still sabotage because of your past. And that still comes up for both of us. And we both work through it. But in a relationship, you both, need to work through things yeah absolutely because you both to, have adult, again it's adult communication adult communication that's all it is but we want to keep you together we don't necessarily want you to split up we want you to recognize things so you can heal it and stay together but, but the person knows whether it's working or they know when it's done we just make excuses all the time to stay there because of investment because of abandonment because all the things we just talked about generally yeah. that's yeah. that's really uh what's going on there you know yeah so so is there anything else you want to say on that uh there was and it just left me did it was it? actually something that popped into my head. I couldn't okay. think uh, what it is. Um... Okay, well, while you're thinking about it, I'm going to say one more thing. And it, it, it covers relationships, but I want to talk about um, what happens when we have shocks and if we try and analyze. So if, if you've got... Yeah, at the beginning. No, I want to give a different... I want to give a visual image of okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So if if you're in a relationship and something, a shock has happened in that relationship and or you've had multiple shocks in that relationship... Then, then what's happened? That's going to alter your perception of that person. Um, but what you're going to do, you might analyze that relationship, but you're going to analyze it wrong. And I'm going to show you why. I think I've done it on the podcast before, and Steve said it very clearly, but I want to give you a visual demonstration. When you have a shock, a filter goes in front of your eyes. So if you try and analyze, you're no longer analyzing from the real you. The you're truth. analyzing through that filter. And so all analysis is now based on that filter. So that filter might be labelled with fear, anger, resentment, bitterness, and you're trying to analyse through that. And it becomes blurred. Yeah, and it won't work. And then you get more filters on top of it because you're, every time you analyse, a new filter goes on yeah, top. and you're adding to it. And you're adding to it. It's so, like filling up that pint with glass with water. You just add more and more, and the glass fills up more and more and more. Exactly. So you're not going to understand it by analysing it through the filter. The only way to come out of it 
and actually understand what's really going on is to remove the filter. When you remove the filter, then you can see the truth of what's happened and what's gone on, and then you know how to resolve it. And I just wanted to give that very clear because a lot of people, you know, you know, I said that again, one of my clients, she was in a relationship, they've been together for a few years, for about five years at this point, and she had two things happen. They shocked her, they were only small, but all of a sudden her perception was now, it's not going to work, I've got to ring it, I've got to get out. This was a false perception. As soon as I removed these two shocks, her perception was, well, no, he's fantastic, he's great, and then they got married, literally about a year later. So uh, we actually proposed her about five weeks later, and she said yes. But they got married a year later. So well, that's nice. it was nice. I'm still so, waiting for that moment. Well, I'm not going to do it yet. I no, want to wait for you to get... Oh, I see. Um, it's Alan so, next door. It's Alan next door, is it? <laughs> so basically, there's three people in our relationship. It's you, me, <laughs> and, and Alan. Alan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so I just want you to bear in mind that you're if you're trying to fix something, you don't fix it from that filter. Yeah. You have to remove the filter before you can see the truth. And that's just something I really want to clarify because I, I had a client speak to me about that. And, yeah. It really helps. Okay, cool. Well, I think we might as well leave it there for tonight. Uh, okay. I think we've done, well, it's an hour and 20 minutes. So, and I think, you know, we had uh, we had 100 people at the start of it. And because we've been talking about relationships and told a few truths, we're now down to three because everyone's been triggered. Realize what we've talked about is going on in their life. Don't like us and hate us. And just, and I'm going to watch Pole Dark on Channel 4. Really? Is that on Channel 4? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. watch I don't TV because it's all nonsense programming crap. So, why would I watch it and watch that? Fill my head up with shit. No, thank you. Uh, anyway, so. Um, so we're going to leave that there. Thank you for all of you who have stayed the course and uh, listened to us talking about relationships. Are there any more comments? Yeah, but I can't read them out. They're rude uh, about no. you. About me? Yeah. Oh, well, that's nice. No, what I said was is that what Julie said, I'll be your friend, Jonathan. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's nice. Isn't, oh. isn't it lovely? Oh, uh, he ain't my friend any longer, so... Yeah, Sandy says I watch your podcasts. Jane, I watch your podcast, Jonathan. Sandy does watch. Oh, thanks, Sandy. Thanks, Jane. So you have got Appreciate a couple that. of friends. I've got a couple of friends. That's nice. That's nice yeah. I've got a few friends. That's nice. <laughs> I think that's my one. So I anyway. Can, I now feel confident enough to leave you from this codependent relationship yeah, yeah. and move on with my new friends. Good. And we're all going to get together and do our own podcast, yeah. just the four of us. Yeah, nice. And, and talk That'd be about you. Great. It's, it's, it's all about you. I'm, I'm going to blame, I'm gonna blame you for why our relationship ended. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, great. I need to move on from that. Okay. Uh, right. So, yeah. So, anyway, so we probably might even do another podcast on relationships a little bit later on and go yes. and see the other areas that we discussed earlier. Um, and hopefully that, you know, uh, the information that we've given you tonight actually resonates with you and you understand that. And either you're able to do something to heal it or you need to either do something to get out of it because, you know, for whatever reason. So that's, you will only know that. Uh, we're not trying to tell everyone to go and leave their partner. Uh, no, that's but, not You know, that's not the point. But we do, I see so much codependency. I see so much abuse going on. I see so many children getting damaged because they're in, and they do, uh, because of this, They because of that, they stay in it. So, uh, and you need to know where you are, where you are in that, and only you will know. So anyway, um, so yes, so, like I said, we're going to probably do a few more in relationships. So we'll end this one tonight. Uh, so I want to say thank you for joining me again in the studio. That's okay. No, thank you for having me. It's all right. Um, it's it's good. nice to be here. It's nice to be nice to see you. Nice to uh, so have you got anything else to say before we leave? No, just uh, have a lovely couple of weeks. Uh, do we know what we're doing in the next one? We don't know. Do no. If you have any suggestions or you want anything specific, then yeah. just drop a message. This is our we'll... big 5-0. We've done so many podcasts now. 50, I mean, wow. 50, 50, 50. 50. Yeah. I, don't, I don't feel that much older. Really. I don't know. Should I do another party pop to finish it off? <laughs> have you got another party <laughs> no, pop? No, yeah. no. Well, you can go and get it quickly. No, the excitement's no, right. building. No, I, mean, I, I think... 
I think we might have shocked them with the party exactly, popper. Yeah. So they've now got to go and switch that off. I, I, I know. Um, so, you know, then I was not going to be able to watch the podcast if you yeah. give them too much trauma. I'll save it for the next one. And obviously, you Celebrate know, the flashing lights podcast. and loud noises. We should have put a proclaimer. Uh, proclaimer? Yeah, what, you what, 500 miles? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, great. <laughs> What's the Just word? Just watch a podcast. No, disclaimer. We should have put a disclaimer <laughs> on the beginning. I couldn't think what the word was. We should have put a disclaimer on the beginning. Yeah. Be careful where we have loud noises and flashing lights. Yes. Um, so, yes. Flashing lights. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to, <laughs> if you want to work with Jonathan for whatever reason, uh, <laughs> you're pain, insane. Clearly, yeah. Obviously, you're insane. I can't uh, even speak. No, no um, I couldn't earlier on. We've just changed places. Well, we just swapped now. over. Uh, yeah. So if you want to work with Jonathan, uh, then go to his website, thedtosystem.com, and if there's anything that's come up or you want help with anything. With what we've discussed tonight or any other issues regarding mental health, emotional health, PTSD, trauma, limiting beliefs, whatever, we can get rid of all that. We can just delete it. Your life will go back to being amazingly spectacular. And uh, you can reach me uh, on healingtheminds.co.uk or go if you want to uh, listen to any other of our podcasts. See that? I did that. You got that. Uh, any are, other, they, are they behind uh, you? Behind me? Where are they? Uh, yeah. well, they sitting in the corner, are they? Sitting in the corner. We've always had alcohol. alcohol in the corner. I know from my party. That's that why it's hungover. He didn't really go out. He just sat in his house drinking the alcohol. my party for everyone that bleeding didn't turn up and didn't drink it. Uh, but anyway, so we're going to drink that this weekend, by the way. Oh, um, next week. Next week. Next, next Saturday. Next, 11th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the party. Next Saturday. Yeah. I know so, 11th. Uh, yes. So we're not doing a podcast next Saturday. I was going to say, no, it's not. Yeah, you wouldn't be there. I'll be in the right state like I am tonight. Yeah, so feel free. Uh, to contact us if you have any, say, any trouble everybody that's uh, stayed the course thank you again for watching yeah. and uh, we look forward to seeing you in a fortnight's time again we don't really know what it is we're going to be talking about which is normally what happens on most of the podcast but anyway uh, no I'm being a bit harsh so Look, thanks again thank you very much we really appreciate everyone who listens to us uh, and we hope you enjoyed that and got something out of it have a great night speed safe guys yeah bye. thanks a lot ciao ciao and have a really good fortnight guys loads of love bye <laughs>